0: Hi, and welcome to episode 16 of Sweetman Podcast. Uh, this is a, one I've been looking forward to because this is one of the, I guess, episodes I had in my mythical list, my, you know, before I even had a podcast, this was a guy I imagined talking to. So uh, it's, a, it's a sit-down chat with Dave Dobbin, a, a, a hero of mine, I'm sure a hero of many New Zealanders, someone whose music we, we grew up with uh he's got a brand new album out later this week it's his first album in eight years so we talked about that obviously harmony house really great new record that he made most of it in wellington with um luke and sam from the phoenix foundation producing Uh, so we talked all about that new record but of course we went through his whole career how could you not so i learned um i learned a lot of things from him i've talked to dobbin before i've met him he's always been very generous with his time had a really long chat with him A few years ago when I was writing my book um, and done a couple of phoners with him and I've you know talked to him after gigs and so forth so I've gotten to know him a little bit over the last few years but um yeah huge thanks to him and to his manager Lorraine for making this happen Um, it was it was pretty pretty amazing to have them sort of clear the schedule and give up a morning for us to sit and and talk about all sorts of things a couple of things that have happened with the podcast that are cool is we've got a couple of sponsors. Yeasty Boys Beer are providing uh, their wonderful product for us. So when people come round to the to the house for a for a chat, I can offer them a, a Yeasty Boys beer. And LaFare have uh, generously donated coffee. So. Uh, people can have a coffee as well or instead so pretty lucky to have those things got a bunch of episodes to come obviously already got a few that i've recorded that we'll be sort of putting out over the next few weeks but um for now it's it's it was my great pleasure to talk to dave dobbin so i hope you enjoy hearing the two of us having a chat about his incredible career in, in music as i guess a, a absolutely a new zealand a national treasure in new zealand so we should start with the new record, I guess, yes yeah. uh, people are going to hear this um, right around the time of the new record, but it's, yeah. uh, it's been in the can for a wee while.
1: Harmony House has been a place of great harmony and upheaval as well. <laughs> 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 yeah, it, it, it's, well, it's only really taken the last couple of years to get it together, but it's been a long time since the last record. I was going to so.
0: say that, people are going to go... They might not immediately know, but I think it's eight years since yeah, the last
1: studio album. There's yeah, a is. Hits
0: collection. Yeah. Um, but uh, one of the things I want to talk to you is, is what you've been up to in that time, because it's not like you've done nothing. But, yeah.
1: But that's a long time. That is a long time, yeah. For you in the context of your career, too. Way too long, yeah. Way too long. But um, I think I try to concentrate on... I was doing the same thing that I always do, and that's to sort of agonise over the next song, Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, I think I always did that. It was always like, um, you know, I've always liked to clock in and um, take care of some emails and do all that kind of shit, you know, surf mm. the world.
0: And, <laughs> and then get distracted the
1: <laughs> and then get stuck into making music yeah just coming up with stuff that drives me crazy so you know um and so i guess i did that for years it took me a while to get assemble a studio gear yeah, and all yeah. that and learn how to use it and and i'm fascinated with the toys and the process and production and stuff yeah. but i've done a lot of listening yeah you know um it's been good yeah. and a lot of playing here and there but um i've pulled myself away from um Sony, I had a licensing deal with them, yeah. record company wise, and um, that was kind of kind of painful in a way, but um, le- less painful than it would be for somebody who was sort of signed up, lock, stock, mm. and barrel, mm. you know. So to sort so of you were become independent,
0: the, you were coming to the end of that agreement in anyway, a case of
1: not renegotiating,
0: yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: um, because there was nothing. Really, I had nothing in common, you know, and and I've. I think the only record I ever did with Sony that was actually A and R'd was the Twist record. Yeah. And um, to have anyone in in those kind of companies even vaguely interested in the content, you know, uh, 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 the songs, and yeah. You know how they go and and all of that is um, a huge disconnect. Yeah. Especially these days, it's just you know <clears throat> waste of time and 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 irrit and irritant. You know, mm-hmm. sort of. Well, this perception that there's a wall in the way of you getting your, get your stuff out to, you know, out mm. to people, you know. So it's been great actually working that up on our own. I mean, the, those last two records were kind of like that anyway. Mm. Uh, Available Light and and uh, Another Land. Yeah. We just went on a hunch and, and went for it. But, you know, um, but the songs just keep on coming, you know. It yeah, yeah. take a while to sort of bed in. You know. But if we look back and go
0: lament, twist, uh, what is it, Islander? Yeah. Um, and then Hope Town, Available Light, Yeah, Another Land. There's the gaps aren't very big between that. They started to increase, I guess, but the gaps. They aren't did, that and big. then they,
1: then they kind of slowed down. <laughs> well, what, but I, what, any, I, you know, it's good to go away. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it's not like I went away. I'm, I'm always no. busy doing music, and I'm always busy playing and you know yeah, yeah, yeah. making a buck and and all that, but. It's not like it's, uh, you know, uh, it's like you, you've really got to be sure you've got the right bunch of songs mm. um, and the right process, and and I think it's just for me being able to fully collaborate with this new record, anyway. Is, well, what, which is such a great thing to be able to do because it sort of releases you from all this angst mm. and you know and, and you know uh, obsessive mm. wanting to try and. Um, because you can, you can always hear when you write a song. You can always hear what it should sound like. Um, well, I do anyway. You can kind of hear the end. So of it, you feel the you can, you, can,
0: you feel like you can almost hear the arrangement before the yeah, arrangement you, you happened. You're, can you're kinda, speculating you, on it. You yeah,
1: you can kind of hear that. What, how it should be delivered yeah. in some way. Well, you know, within my limitations as a you know guitar player, piano player, and singer, um, you know, and I'm not, you know, I I sort of go, oh. That, that bass part has to be a you know, a hook or whatever, you know. Yeah. So you're always doing that, trying to assemble stuff. But I guess I've been um, walking around, it's always like if I've got a bunch of songs on the wall, as I always do, mm. it's the same as if you're in an artist's studio with canvases and stuff, and some of them you just, you hate them because you don't know how to approach them, and mm. you're skirting around, you know, Walking around them, looking at them from different points of view, stripping them back, starting again—yeah, all of that—you do a lot of that. And one day you revisit the thing you did, and didn't, then one you day and like go that—that that actually belongs yeah. there, and that yeah. belongs there. This is one song, you know. Yeah, um, you know, it becomes a collage, not a painting. That's <laughs> right. Or you come up with a, a bunch of lyrics, and you go, you know, you might write a verse and then one line of a chorus, and that's all you've got. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it just grows right up in front of you, especially when you've got you know like working with Sam, Scott, and Luke Buddha. They kind of freed me of all that worry, you know. Yeah. Well, let's And keep... we finish, you know, they helped me finish some songs. Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: <laughs> let, let, let's get into that in a sec. But yeah, let, the,
1: the,
0: what I just wanted to kind of try and um, understand myself, I think, is because when I last talked to you um when i was writing the book we yeah we 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 talked uh, at length about all sorts of things as well as the Mm. you know as well as the song in the book and i know at that point you were probably somewhere in this process of harmony house in a sense and i guess i just wanted to know um like another land comes out and you've got the sony sort of deal to to wrap up and round off and also this is a time we're sort of talking what like Two thousand and ten, eleven into yep. that into that time frame. Yeah. a um, couple of years after the record, this is a time now where you must be going to like, is there actually a, p- a point in putting together a record now? Like, do, he- <laughs> yeah. do people buy records? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we know that. we know that they do. But would, go, that, was that a factor too? Going, do I just release songs online? Well, do has I, it, yeah, yeah, has yeah, it, yeah,
1: yeah. Has it changed so much that there's no, yeah. you know, the, the whole idea of a prog- a forty minute program, mm, <laughs> mm, which mm. is what a record essentially is. Yes um you know is kind of too far to reach or yeah and is there a point and and got it you know it costs a lot of time and it costs a lot you got you know i just had to figure a way to do it you know Yeah, yeah so but there was a lot of release in that because then i could still go okay well let's put that money aside for that and then you know talk to these players and actually go stuff and, and set myself deadlines. Mm. You know, I guess I've just been a bit slow getting the deadlines together. But you have you kind of have to do that as an artist. You kind of know when you're going to be prolific and when you're not. Mm. And um, I guess I guess there's a point where you hold stuff close to your chest and you don't really want to make it a sort of dispensable thing. Mm. You know, um, there, there, there's the craft of it that you want. It, to stick around you know and if it's good if it, it it drives you crazy actually you know chiseling the granite and mm. hopefully finding a beautiful torso underneath it <laughs> <laughs> so but then you know and that takes a while and it can be something so simple but to say to say it simply to perform it simply and to make it musically you know uh different or progressive from the, the last thing you did you know mm. and maybe a bit more um you know, a, a bit more connected to people, you know, something that people can kind of hold on to, you know. I've always felt that that's what an album should do. There should be a bunch of songs competing with each other to, you know, for your, you know, repeated playing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought, why not? I mean, it, I, I don't, I'll i never see that format as, you know, it's just, I'm having a little vinyl comeback, actually. I'm one of those people that, you know, lent a lot of vinyl to people and never right. got it back. Right, so you you're know. buying them again and And move yeah, so I'm buying them again and my son's a DJ and yeah. so there's this whole vinyl thing going on here now. Brilliant. And the album's coming out on vinyl. It was great to look at it as a you know, two twenty minute sets. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um on the vinyl is twelve songs, so it's perfect and it's still under forty minutes. And on the C D it's only thirty seven something minutes. So yeah. the songs are quite short and I, but I wanted that cons. I wanted it concise. I knew mm. I had to be concise on it. And um, I liked that about it because I was. I was
0: thinking like, there there could be an argument for someone like yourself. You're mm. you know you you're known to so many people in New Zealand. You've got this career we all know and so many of us love. Um, you could come back with a double album or a triple album with thirty songs. Yeah. And you know find some way for that to work yeah but probably i like could. yeah yeah but i like that you went well i'm just actually going to release 10 songs that i like that i'm yeah. pleased with that hang together that yeah, mean yeah. something together yeah
1: definitely that, that there has to be that cohesion um because um i listen to stuff older stuff and i i don't do it very often at all actually mm-hmm. but you know i think um i pulled a song out the other day for my son uh, uh standing outside which is off The Islander, yeah. and it's a perfect depressive song, you know. <laughs> and he was feeling a bit down, so I said, have a listen to this, you know, and pulled it out, and I thought, well, that one worked, and there's a few others on that record that worked, but there's some that don't, you know, I, I didn't quite nail it. Mm. I hadn't chiselled them far enough, you know. Um, there's a bit the stuff that moves around gets too clever or something, you know. Or I just got irritated with it, looking back at it, you know, sort of overwrought or something. and then there's other ones that are really eloquent and lovely so but yeah it's that consistency that i'm i look for now um so with this one it was hard with the harmony house it's hard because as it's worked out there's there's a definite side one side two Mm. thing about Mm. it because the the last six songs are um yeah they they get pretty dark Mm. (laughs) Mm. but um and the and the first part, it's really, you know, apart from the first song, it's pretty poppy, really. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. You know, I mean, uh, Angelina could be a pavement uh, song. Uh, no, what what am I? A uh, Pixie song. Yeah. You know? yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: it's that kind of, you know, I think that rising it was good we let of. that go, you know, with yeah. Sam and Luke. There was so much crossover as to what we liked and mm. and didn't like. And those guys are embracing, you know, like Jeff Lynn of ELO, you know, yeah. loads and loads of acoustics. and. I've always been annoyed by Jeff Flynn. <laughs> Not so much now, but I, I see. mean because
0: he's so good, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well I could
1: just see the, I could see the, well, you know, there was sort of the, no, he is bloody good, mm. amazing, mm. incredible. But there was some, I think there was that sort of the sacredness of the Beatles to me in the yes. old days, that if somebody sounded like the Beatles, then they were just kind of, you know, copyists or anything. It's funny, there's just two songs been going around in my head this morning. One was a cheap trick song, Surrender. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's, it's Oasis yeah hello Oasis just stole Cheap <laughs> Trick you know and the other one they didn't just, the steal, going they didn't just
0: steal Cheap no, Trick no no that's right they no, were pretty
1: liberal yeah that's right <laughs> but <laughs> the thefts. um yeah anyway so yeah, production and we both we all worshipped um in a way Brian Eno yeah so there's there's a bit of that in there and um we all were fascinated. You know, we were all fascinated by it, all these toys and stuff that make things sound mm. wonderful and mm. analog. Mm. And so there was there was a great delight in that. And um, Sam's kind of a control guy, so which is great. So he was doing all the the recording and the uh, engineering and stuff because mm. he's he, he's like that. And I just let him have it, you know. And he and Luke were the perfect production team, really. So They're great foils for each other, yeah, yeah, musically. Well, and um, their their you know individual talents um, are just so complimentary and dovetail. Mm. So I come in there and I fit right in. Well, uh, probably people don't like being told that
0: you listen to their album and you compare it instantly with another album in their catalogue. But I feel like you know you must have some awareness that so many people. I guess around the world, but and you know, particularly expat Kiwis, but people in New Zealand, we do feel like we have some ownership of your songs. Yeah. And in some sense we do.
1: Yeah. Um, but so... Well, you know, you know, in some sense I have to honour that. That's yeah. why I, uh, That's why, you know, it's a long time between drinks sometimes. Yeah. Because it, yeah. it's, it, it takes craft and you don't, I don't want, you know, I'm 59 now, I don't want to put any crap out, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so having that, you know, it, it's a kind of validity that goes with the job, really. But and I, I, I listen- think there's a certain there's a certain uh, morality that goes with that, mm. really. Mm. You know, and, and I think that it has to do with the, uh, a great uh, the privilege and the dignity of being with an audience and being mm. connected to an audience for that mm. long.
0: I mean, so you, you, you want to deliver know- them
1: something really, you know, as precious as you can make it. Some yeah. people
0: might not might not like this record. Some no, people that right. are
1: fans of yours, but you know
0: that this record's going to get. An audience, people are, yeah, it. and it will. which and brings the pressure, I guess, an expectation for yeah. you that's both good and bad, right? Like you. You have the luxury, in a sense, that this is going to get heard. People are going to check it out. Mm. But then people are going to go. And
1: that's always a luxury. Yeah. You but know. People
0: are going to go. Oh well, it's not twist. Or no. It's not. Yeah. But of then course. some people might go. Oh, thank God, it's not twist, right? Oh, like, that's great. Well, I can
1: just. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, exactly.
0: Whatever. But I, I want to get into the Sam and Luke thing, so I just want to yeah. sort of um, my observation that I made. My connection was before I really when I listened to Harmony House the first mm. few times the album of yours that I thought it lined up with in some sense the most mm. was Available Light. Yeah. And then I went I realised that um, you talked about Available Light. The the kind, one of the key triggers for that was Trinity Roots. Yeah. Uh, so with the new record you've found another Wellington band and yeah, you have yeah. gone to Wellington for, <laughs> for much of the production yeah. and
1: It's funny and yeah.
0: ten sort of ten years ish yeah. later yeah. you've um, connected with another so Simon Luke from the Phoenix Foundation. What, um, what? How did you find them, and what did you know about them already? And I assume, you were, a, a, a new, assume yeah, you were, I assume you were Phoenix I, Foundation. fan. I have.
1: I've bought their records each, yeah. each time, and yeah. Buffalo did it for me, yeah. know, as it does for everybody. Yeah, me? but um, I just thought this, this Sonic, um, uh, you know, glory. Mm. You know, it's glorious Sonic. Um, skills and musically as well but there's this there's kind of edginess and a kind of uh, you know um, Mm. you know a a kind of snideness about them that I quite like Um,
0: they trust their indulgences don't they which I which I I don't always like and the music they make but I respect the fact that they do, yeah. that. and, and I, I'm a fan. I love yeah, most of yeah, what they I, do, but there's one or two songs that I, I hear them do, and I go, "Oh, I wish they hadn't done that." And then yeah. it's like, <laughs> well, "What does it really matter what I think?" No, Good right, on them yeah. for doing it. So, did yeah, they bring some of that to your project? Yeah, like, there was
1: some. There was some nice impulsiveness here yeah. and there, and um, it was great actually. That when when they first came in here into my studio, and and I said, "Okay, we're going to, you know, I'll I'll put down some vocals," so. And I was still finishing lyrics, as I always am. I'm rewriting right up to the last minute. And uh, I was out there, and Sam was in here, and he had his headphones on and stuff. And uh, so I was sort of reading out the lyrics of I was going to sing. And next, as I uh, I was getting ready to sing, I got my eyes closed. I'm hearing myself. Open my eyes, and there's Sam and and Luke standing next to me, going, um, uh craning over my piece of paper with my lyrics Mm. typed on it Mm. Uh, i don't know about that line there (laughs) and they were both blushing and i just said oh well you know that it's probably been in the back of the fridge too long you know uh we'll change it then (laughs) so i just changed it that was it because i are walking through that waiata barrier where you you know nothing's mm. safe but it's recording and everything can change, you know, So but, and that's the reason why there was sort of momentum right from the word go. We got together ostensibly to finish writing a song, Yeah. and then as soon as I spent time with them at the car club down there, uh, I knew that they were the guys, the production guys, because we were just, you know, big fans of each other, and yeah. and, and and the aesthetic, uh, the, the sonic aesthetic, we totally agreed on, and then from song to song, we sort of picked the eyes out of some... And the demos I sent, I only ever send um, iPhone mm. things to people I'm going to work with, you know, because mm. I mm. don't believe in demos. Mm. Because you can get... Unless you've got a team together, you can be... You can go down the garden path and trap yourself. Mm-hmm. And overthink. So oh, and and overthink. Stuff the as category. a result
0: of having too many early versions. instead of, finishing, versions, yeah, instead yeah, of yeah. finishing
1: writing the song, you yeah. just playing it. Yeah, yeah. You know, straight ahead. On yeah. Piano and vocal or just... Boggling guitar, and then the rest of it putting it together is you know getting a nice groove behind it and stuff. And a lot of the songs I wrote with grooves, just playing along really simple Mm. patterns, playing along that I'd finished with just to find the tempos on things. So we changed a few things, some of them were nips and tucks, uh, and we co wrote some stuff too. Mm. They'd find something that I'd done, it was only half in fact, uh, the title track. It was um, sort of half there, mm. you know. And so we, we dug that one out and then a lot of stuff came together pretty quickly and it was done, you know. It's like, it's great, the, the collaboration. You, you can see your stuff just grow mm. overnight. It just, woof, it, it grows up in front of you. And it's mm. just, a, I just live for that feeling, you know. When you know you've got a stable of great songs just sitting there and they're growing up. You know, and you can't wait to get into the studio the next day, and you know,
0: I'm still stuck at 10 on,
1: in the morning. I'm know. still stuck on the idea that they
0: had to kind of try and point out a li- what they thought was a lyrical clunker to you. Yeah, and, yeah.
1: So the, well, it was. It was an awful lyric. But, I don't know why I ever came across I think I used the fr- the, the term boho somewhere, <laughs> and uh, no, couldn't yeah, have that. Yeah. So, yeah. It's like singing about emails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, one of those yeah. things that doesn't yeah, work. Completely. But, I'm, but I'm thinking, like, I mean, <laughs>
0: you you would have an awareness of this but that's like them sort of telling one of their teachers off arguably like you're, oh, so, yeah. you're someone that they, yeah, they t- you yeah. provided some of the soundtracks I know. to their <laughs> early lives so
1: were there so other funny.
0: moments like that that they had to kind of did you have to have an edit actual me. discussion around that and yeah, yeah. well
1: they just edited me and I, but I, I had no but did you have to go in and say
0: I sh- you're doing this job you know you're doing this job
1: yeah. forget everything like well yeah um, that sort of thing. Yeah, but it was it was a very short discussion, really. Yeah. Because we've broken the barrier already. Yeah. It was more than what we did, that was like you know because then I was could kind of, I was sort of self-editing as well. I shifted it into that that zone because the roles had changed. You know, mm-hmm. I, I was no longer in control. Uh, to you know technically. Um, I don't mean not in control, I mean, you know, I, was, I, I, mm. I had to change my tack and then look at it as, okay, what's it going to take to finish this record? What's it going to take to, you know, uh, bed these songs in? What performance is it going to take? That's what I had to think about, performing. Mm. And mm. it was a great liberation, you know.
0: You're still the, the lead actor and you're the scriptwriter, but yeah. you, someone else is directing you now. Yeah, someone else is directing it. and
1: So I think i felt... The most comfortable I'd ever felt making a record. Yeah, so they've
0: proved themselves to you, obviously in in their music anyway. Too, yeah, that, right? it, like entirely. Like you're, you're a fan of them, and and they've got clearly a track record. This isn't just yeah, this, and this isn't got, just young kids that and they've got have done of, one
1: record. They're established. No, they're, they're extremely skilled, hmm. and they've been they know how to walk around a song hmm. and then find something obtuse or or odd that'll kind of kick it one way, and then. Uh, the pers- you know, just those two personalities will sort of throw it one way or the other or they'll walk around and we'll have half a game of ta- a table tennis or something and then have mm. a different tack and then mm. come back to do the song again or we'll just run off, get halfway through Sam is just run off, get on the drum kit and start playing a different tempo or groove mm. or something mm. and then rebuilding the track, you know and then, which was really great and then when we got, because uh, there wasn't really any point where we had everyone in the room at the same time or anything like that but the three of us were working real hard building the tracks yeah and um it was fantastic we it was fantastic actually yadana from music 101 turned up mm. one day to do a, an interview about it and we were doing tambourine that day so it was musically <laughs> <laughs> you know very one we sort of made it out to be really technically you know really you
0: know, happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did the blending of the two bands work because you've you've sort of had an established yeah group for quite a while of your, you oh, know, will, your go-to right. backing musicians but yeah but some phoenix some other Phoenix Foundation guys coming yeah. on the record that's and right and people when they hear it will be able to spot them too yeah they yeah. like will Ricketts percussion is yeah distinctive that's amazing it's
1: amazing you're right yeah, it is. Uh, but yeah. it's
0: you actually you spot the colors that they yeah use, yeah don't and use?
1: the same goes for your, your guitar parts and yeah stuff. Um, you know, I hardly got a look in. Well, I did, but you know, <laughs> I, I I think there's only one actual guitar solo. It's very short, uh, mm. and it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> mine. And um, they play a lot of guitars. And then Luke ended up playing bass on one track, and I think Sam ended up playing bass on another track. Mm. Um, Joe he's fantastic. And, mm. You know, he's really good at anything, sort of even vaguely swingy or, or funky. Um, as is ross um mm. but the combination i think yeah and um i think on on burning love i think um tom caldwell plays a uh, a tree bass you mm. know so there was a bit of mixing up in mm. that, that regard and i i loved it you know i loved what i heard and then yeah just sam and luke themselves they could play anything you know between whether it's a synthesizer or a, a guitar or a slide guitar or something like that, They're, They just know how to get sounds and they know how to sort of um really you know create new ones or explore Mm. you know and know exactly where something should fit in because i'd be hearing something being recorded i'm going i'm not sure i want that on that on the song you know i think at the time it was luke playing slide guitar on one of the tunes oh yeah I think it's the opening track mm,
0: mm.
1: and I'm going I'm not sure I want to hear that you know but then they sort of put it where it belonged which was sort of as an atmosphere mm. you know with delays and stuff going on and it made total sense you know they're really good at that it, you know reverbs and spatial stuff and delays and things it's really playful <clears throat> um but thankfully it all wraps around the, the narrative I mm. think which is what which is what I want, you know, lyrically, I wanted to sort of just deliver the goods, you know, mm, mm. And, and, and deliver the performances without too much, you know, squeaking and squawking going on. I think, you know, I, it, it was easy to sing, you know, mm. and, um, and it was well, I guess easy to just keep it raw, you know. I didn't have to make too many changes and they were really pleased because normally the vocals take them forever, you know, mm. or, they, or they spend a lot of time on vocals and they were, they I, were thrilled that it only took a couple of days for me to kinda of plow through a whole bunch of them. Yeah, you know? yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> I guess the singing's the one you're in the mood, one, you know. And the singing's the one thing that you probably do the most in between records, right? Like for yeah. you, you've you, you you play at events, you do you you're constant, yeah. pretty constantly touring or yeah. have done over the last few years. There's yeah. in, in a variety of contexts. Yeah. Um, working yeah, a lot on of variety co- in this job. <laughs> working on working on, uh, commissioned pieces and so forth. Well, I thought it'd be interesting to talk through, we'll come back to the new record, but I thought it'd be interesting to talk through just exactly how much has happened, um, and you can fill in the timeline for me, since Another Land in terms of what the public yeah. knows of what you've done. Because yeah. there was the 30-year anniversary, anniversary tour and, and, tour and, and retrospective, to yep. Yep. and then there was, um, well... Then there was the ten-year anniversary of the Runger Dobbin.
1: Yeah, to it. So yeah. that was
0: done. Yeah. There was a lot of touring with Don McGlasson. Really oh, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, hang on. Why? Oh, Did it I not? Was it not as much? No, it was. I remember like, enjoying it more the second time than the first time. I think oh, I'm probably well, the okay. only one. Well,
1: that's okay. Good.
0: I remember being disappointed with the, the when it first happened. in yeah. uh, 2000 when that or 99 2000. Yeah. I thought it was such a cool idea. And I remember being disappointed with yeah. the, the show. Yeah. And then the second show, the 10 years later, I thought that show was a
1: lot better. Yeah, well, it was probably musically a lot more together. Yeah, I
0: think probably you know. that. Not that, uh, no one really sort of uh, let the side down or anything. I just think mm. maybe it hadn't gelled or whatever. And then the second time around, you've
1: yeah.
0: you've you've not only all gone on and done other things. I guess Be- yeah. Beck was very young in her yeah, professional right. career yeah, that first was. time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, she was. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was good. At, um no, it was good to do it again. It was great. I mean, those winery tours are always a lot of fun and and all that. Well,
0: it's kind of easy, right? And that you've yeah, got, a, you've got a
1: bought and paid for
0: captured audience. Yeah, yeah.
1: you do. Um, but it's yeah, it's really important to come up with something yeah. with a point of difference as well, you know. So maybe we thought we could do that, and maybe we did. But yeah. um, I, I I just remember going, oh well afterwards going, oh, well, that's good, I can move on now. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, that's that, that chapter yeah, closed. Yeah, because I, I think I've been in that mood, you know, I want to do something else, I want to yeah. do something else for quite a while. And, you know, a lot of a lot of writing is waiting. Um, so I've been doing a lot of waiting. Life, is, life has sort of been a, a, a bit, you know, between bouts of depression and, and all that sort of stuff is, and the family, you know, bringing up a family and, mm. you know, having to deal with all that. Two, and last year my wife had breast cancer and chemo and all that um, and that was pretty full on
0: well see these are the things and people don't know of, about right yeah like, well this that is, kind of
1: grew yeah. that, that is embedded big time in Harmony House mm-hmm. you know I think the title track has a lot to do with that mm.
0: period that's AMO. the final song on the record
1: yeah and mm. um, but I, I think I just um, urgent yeah I was also urgently looking for a place that I could um you know, a place like this. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Is, is totally magic. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm still pinching myself. Um, and in a state of sort of change and wanting, wanting to be, you know, obviously wanting to be more prolific and because there's a lot of, there's a lot of playing to do, a lot of, yeah, a lot of playing to do and playing in the provinces and stuff, which I still really do. Yeah. And trying to remain on my toes and get better as a musician, you know, yeah. uh, there's all that. Um, but I guess trying to find a project, or trying to make a project and then go, you know, what, what am I going to build this time? There's, there's a definite ebb and flow. It's like, you know, you feel like if you, you sort of half build something and then you tear it down the next day and then start again. And mm. I'm a bit like that with stuff. But, um, you know, it, uh, without, um, Oh, what else did I do? I went well, the to Pike I went River. to Antarctica. Yeah, spent a couple of weeks down there. Blew my mind. Absolutely fantastic. Thrown me sideways. Um, the Pike River thing was a huge, a huge thing. Yeah, it's still going. You know, I mean, it yeah. resonates all the time. Um, thankfully, I get to spend some time with those guys when the are touring. Go there and, as part of a tour and do yeah. some, yeah, you know, to a gig there and whatever. Felt, fallen in love with the place you know everywhere you go you fall in love with but I'm trying to find a way of doing it you know once you've done touring you really want to dig in deeper Mm -mm. and so I'm sort of formulating plans for that somehow dig in deeper but
0: that that original performance of that song um, I was you know I was lucky to be there and I wrote something about it and I I think I said um, I feel like I've watched you play a lot over the Mm -hmm. years and the first time I saw you play was Dee Dee Smash when I was really young and the old rock and roll. And, and and I was we were in the sound show in Napier and we were part of the gang that were hiding outside that didn't pay and we got let in at the All end. Oh right. Oh great. <laughs> so well done typical family, you know, oh, what can we do with the kids for free? You weren't, <laughs> we you can...
1: weren't there when when the mongrel mob came in. Was it was that place, was that uh, night. Oh, it was that night. Yeah, that was, it was. That was that was pretty scary. That particular tour was really Weird. It was sort of ostensibly beachy, but we played in a sports arena in Rotorua, like a day or two after doing that Napier mm. thing, which got mm. so violent. Mm. Um, and there was this. Yeah, so they threw a somebody, bottle or something at the stage. Yeah, they threw the bottle. And, and that's the why they let every. My at,
0: memory is that's why they let everyone in from outside. Yeah, it was to sort of like calm, calm things, things down, down and yeah. turn it back into a party.
1: Yeah. Well, in Rotorua, it didn't work out that way. Somebody threw a broken bottle into the audience. that landed on this little 17-year-old's face and she ended up in the hospital. But some, somebody decided to use the headhunters or somebody as the, as the security. and yeah. They all had Dobermans and stuff. And it was a very heavy feeling. And there was all these fights breaking out all over the place. And we got back to the hotel and we were sitting there going, maybe we should pull the plug on this." This wow. is just
0: so violent, yeah. you know. It's going from worse and worse. It just worse. got worse, yeah, yeah, worse. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know,
1: I think less than a year later was that um, uh, tear Square. So it mm. was those times, you mm, know. Mm. There was mm. a definite feeling around the place that it was, oh, actually this is quite a bit more dangerous than I remember. Um, I'd like to think that it's otherwise now. From my, from my experience, it is here. I think think uh, you know gigs and outdoor gigs and festivals and all that are a lot safer. Than yeah, they yeah. Used to
0: be, you know. Well, what
1: madness!
0: W- what I was going to say oh, when we when we deviated there was uh, um, I felt like um, that performance you did the Pipe River with the yeah. Orpheus Choir hmm. of a kind of lifetime a lifetime of mine of watching you play that that was the one time I feel like I saw you visibly nervous.
1: Yeah. <laughs> at the start of that song. Oh, it was a big ask. A- I yeah. was mainly nervous because I had to read out the twenty nine yes, names. Yes, yes, yeah. and I didn't want to mispronounce the names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as the music was concerned, I was okay. You know, I was. I knew I'd be right once I started, but yeah, uh, that was a daunting thing to have to read out those names. Yes. It was just uh, that's when it really hit me. And I'm eyeballing the the fifty family people that had come up. Yeah. After spending so much time with them, making the doco. Um, you know, and being there, being at the mine, and and being in those houses with the pictures of the the boys on the wall, and and knowing those people, that's yeah. It really hit me when I had to read all the names out because it was like, you know, I better not fuck up here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Totally. I better not. Screw it's, one this one of those, one up. it's one of those. It's
0: one of those few occasions where you're going to be forgiven if you do and all of that yeah but still but I, it's no, doesn't was, uh, it it's was not right it definitely something yeah. to be nervous about yes.
1: it's like suddenly you know you're an actor and you, you you've forgotten the lines or you haven't got yeah. the script you just got to wing it and um that's when i felt yeah i did feel like a fish out of water at that point but thank god um it was a great success and they, they were most appreciative yeah and the thing i, I loved most was that the the footage you know, people watched that and got closer to the families. You know, in a, in a proper provincial sense. You know, as New Zealanders sort of, you know, flying yeah, out uh, to other New Zealanders. I was going to say, you know, even in that, on, even is, in that performance, your community too. You know,
0: even in that performance, it felt like people in the audience that had no connection to it mm. directly beyond the fact that they were New Zealanders. Yeah, seemed. Uh, there was a palpable mood that yeah, you know was everyone a, was invested in this, this like, yeah, this, yeah this emotionally is, because, of, because it had happened to us yeah. as a, you know, which happens in New Zealand doesn't yeah, it? we're, and, small, and that, we're small enough where that still happens yeah
1: and the community, the, the community of that choir and of that gig and mm. the fact that those people come up, the community of that was precious mm. and, and it always will be for me and that, uh, that's why I love you know when given the chance playing with orchestras and, and, and that kind of thing it's a lot of fun yeah um mainly because it's of the community of it you know I, I did one recently in Nelson that was opera in the park and went really well but then that sort of got me on to thinking oh, oh there could be another way to do this <laughs> yeah yeah so that's got you know that's got me thinking of what you know um, what to do next or how to how to who, who to get involved in, in charting um, some song back you know back catalog songs and making something brand new out of it you know mm. um for those kind of settings because i yeah i think that's my favorite part of is performing and playing live with the band it's just so cool um well you always find a way to do a record and then but having a connection where you've made the record and you're playing live and then the you know ushering in a new record and the people have bought it and you know maybe a couple mm. months later you go and play the thing and then suddenly another few songs become Mm. people's favorites yeah yeah and then you've got to fight fight as to what gets yeah yeah what gets not which is a great luxury really but you know when i when i see young bands performing stuff quite often they're playing everything they know and it's still not long enough for for what the promoter wants or or whatever you know so building up a body of work is really i I don't take that lightly i'm so grateful that i I can do that you Mm. know Every but, now and again, I look at them and okay, oh, surely I could just do something else. <laughs> yeah.
0: There are ones you know you have to play. Yeah. Too.
1: Yeah, and I. I, I and are you okay? You have to, I'm okay. Are with you okay
0: that. with all of those? Like the one, you know, loyal, obviously. Yeah, we've a talked about things. that before, but are there, are there ones few, where you
1: like. There's a few ones that are. There must be ones that were written like like when you were a different person. Thursday, yeah. You know, Yeah you know, I'm not a huge fan of that.
0: And yet, it, you know yet it goes I, off. You know people know like it. I know it goes off. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Okay. What don't you like about it? you just
1: bored I just it. think it's a badly constructed song. I mean, right. it's a good idea, but yeah. I just don't think I constructed it very yeah. well. There was like three songs fighting at each other mm. and uh, nobody was editing it, you know, because <laughs> the record itself is quite long and, yeah, and there's too many bits in it, you know, but that's just me being, I'll go back like that. You have to do that, yeah. you know, but uh, quite often we'll change arrangements and you know structures yeah. of songs uh, a few times you well, know slice from, of you, from, heavens had a nice you, from tour to tour you just slice you just of heavens kind of
0: had a nice second life in a way i think we talked about this a bit when, yeah, when I, I was talking with you for the book it's and also <laughs> well also because of the recorded version with the herbs yeah you know it's never going to be exactly like that
1: when you no, perform it so no, it's sort of
0: become a, a different
1: yeah thing
0: again it is one of those
1: things that keeps changing you know uh, there's a few songs like that where Every time you play them, something new comes through, you know. And I do like playing the songs where you can really explore atmospheres instrumentally, you know, like perhaps "Blind Man's been from like, the Islander, mm, stuff mm, like that, because mm. you knew you found something there, and it's still on the record. It sounds fantastic. So you, if when you play live, you want to kind of approach that. There's it's a, great, but there's then a special the, groove. It works in that the other way around. Right? It works. Yeah, there is. That and you it can works the play other with. way. Yeah, yeah. But it works the other way around, too, where you've got versions of, you don't like any of the versions of the records, you mm. know. Um, was was one, I hated the original version of that, even though it, it was a thing. Um, you know, and then the songs I don't bother touching, like Magic What She Do, because I hate that record, you know. Um, <laughs> you know, there's that kind of thing. Yeah. And so, but then there's other so, songs you can go, oh, look. Um, let's try this one and it might be Hanging in the Wire or it might be something and then you find this you find where it belongs what know, I'm what I'm taking from wants.
0: this is now I know why there was a dudes reunion but not a DD Smash yeah, reunion because yeah. you
1: hate all the fucking songs <laughs> you've answered a question well, I've always wanted it, to it know it was quite a posturing <laughs> band really you know yeah. it, was a, it was that rock posturing and stuff it's all kind of you know yeah I don't know I, I think it's hard for me to do that um you're probably as frustrated with the era as the songs the era yeah you know there was the Queen Street Riot um,
0: yeah the baggage around the band yeah there was um, that violent
1: accident Ian played bass for a year in that band Peter and I you know love each other but I can't work with them really Mm. you know um, we kind of fell apart really and um, yeah I think you know it had its time and it was only a couple of years but that, you know some sometimes that's enough and you just leave it there mm. I'll never never do another reunion thing I just don't yeah I just can't now I, I can't I haven't got time and to go backwards you know I, I, I guess I keep, <laughs> need to keep moving forwards it's <laughs> fair to
0: say too that Ian is a, was a crucial component to yeah. those songs and that yeah uh, he's, he was for a long time a nice foil for you yeah in a performing sense yeah, or or a calming I don't know you know
1: yeah I I always felt uh, he always felt comfortable around him and we'd always there was that kind of intimacy of you know swapping JPEGs of people with tape decks and Mm. weird (laughs) things like that and you know fawning over guitars and gear and all that we just had that that thing going and when it stopped I think I was reeling for quite a while you know when he died I, I think I think I went Pretty low after that, uh, one reason or another. I think I was down for the count for about six months. <laughs> pretty much. We're back end.
0: in. We're back into the timeline too. Yeah. Uh, of, of things between records. Yeah, right, yeah. Too. Things between another, records. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Sometimes it's hard to do anything, you know, yeah. let alone write songs. But out of that, you know, it, you got to go through that in order to bear fruit. Mm. You know, um, it's like a tree in the winter. You know, no leaves. You know, that thing's dead. Mm. it's not <laughs> just, it's just getting its ideas
0: so sort of back to that timeline thing what, yeah. uh, in between records the other thing that I'm thinking was uh, and I wonder if this was more um, pleasant for you than the Finn Runga, Dobbin, um reunion as you doing the shows with Don
1: yeah uh, that felt like that obviously went pretty well for you guys yeah it did uh, it was Cause good because you to took it overseas yeah we did and and um, I think it just got better and better um but the amount of rehearsal we put into it, and uh, um, I, I always known Don as a, a, a bit of a stickler, and 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 it's good, mm. a stickler for harmonies and getting things right, you mm. know, and also doing doing things a little differently than than you would normally do them. So I kind of surrendered to that, and he surrendered to working on my stuff as you know mm. as mm. well. So it was a great combination, really, and I knew I fought for my rhythm section well, I'm glad I did and he so's he mm. because um, I was a little afraid that there would be some sort of ditzy fiddle player or some Czechoslovakian you know accordionist or something that he might bring in well he's got yeah,
0: thought, he couldn't have been too did. unhappy with your drummer like right? there's a No, I I there, just so yeah there easy, is yeah, yeah. there
1: is I was he's, slightly afraid that we might end up with um, you know uh, uh, some, something something you know, some kind of weird arty, yeah. whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But yeah, it yeah. wasn't, you know, because he's known for that, I suppose. Yes, but um, that was far from the truth. Um, yeah. it was marvellous. You know, it was it was just so good. And well, I guess one thing those that, players was just superb. You know, one thing Dave you on share guitar. is
0: one thing you guys share is that. um you both, yeah. You both have reset your songs a few times in a variety of contexts. You know, yeah. You're both, you're well, both you both open to. to the yeah yeah. Well, yeah
1: yeah you have to for aren't practical you?
0: purposes to, yeah to to keep income coming yeah. as well as to keep yourself fresh right yeah to provide yeah. And opportunities I yeah yeah you, yeah. you and can't and just go and play you can't just go and play the same set list. no
1: you trying to all get all the time in the same the songs, But yeah. it's it, it's more um what would be the what would be the songs that work together. Mm. Uh, it combined together as a mm. collaboration how would the set work, right from the word go we were going, okay we're going to go Don, Dave, Don, Dave, Don, Dave, Don, Dave, Don Dave, all the way down, you know, mm. and that we pretty much stuck to that, Yeah. and I think the the best gig out of that whole lot, and people remember it fondly here as well um, we ended up going and playing, and at one point we played in a, a church a the little chapel in Islington well it's not little, it's at a large mm. chapel mm. in Islington in, in London and God it was fantastic it was mm. a really good kick. Mm. Mm. and we were really on fire we knew it back to front and there's lots of little corners you know my songs turn little corners his songs turn corners even more mm. so there's a lot of, a lot to think about and it's demanding as a player and a uh, a singer a uh, backing singer and all that but and just thankfully I could just be a, a guitar player a lot of the time and that was really cool um, so there, there's a point at which, uh, you know, it, it is quite, especially when we're doing the, the winery side of it, you know, cause we did the church thing and then we right. did the winery thing. Then we, we played in Australia yeah, yeah. and we played in London, Edinburgh and, um, it was really good. So you it sort of really sol- got to take it that far. Yeah, I was going to say you sort of
0: signed that one off good and proper, and, and yeah. in the sense that you can revisit it, but yeah, but you you've kind of closed it off for now in the best possible way. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And, and you guys could get back together. We and know pick, we can work together really and pick well. some
1: new songs. Yeah. from your canon. Each. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. yeah, and that that's a very reassuring thing. Mm. You know, and I don't put too, you know, you have to when you're in and out of confidence and competence and stuff it never remains still so to be validated by another songwriter you respect and and, and you pointing out like well, i was pointing out to dong which songs really got me going yeah. you know because there were some beauties there some gems yeah. that i really love yeah and i hadn't really fully appreciated them before until we played them you know that yeah. really changes everything it changes the whole relationship and but, mm-hmm. as a you know as a, as a listener and and a player it was just a pure delight you know to to be uh you know to be on form um you know with such a great writer and player you know and performer you know he's always been consistently good i've yeah, never seen yeah. a dud dongy you know really yeah <laughs> yeah maybe a dud setting or a dud yeah. whatever but not a dud uh, yeah, he's, gone, he's he's always going to turn really, up with it, really, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, really good. Yeah, and I guess that's like I saw him up for Costello, and he was just brilliant. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just him and a guitar and a loop box. Yeah. yeah. It was incredible.
0: Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, and I guess that's that, that's the thing we sort of forget about is that you guys are um, your fans of music. You know, like you're musicians. Yeah. And you you know, you perform, but you take a great um, you know, you're inspired by the same things we sort of in your audience and non-musicians and stuff uh, you know we get a kick out of this stuff you do too well there's a kind of a
1: parallel path too because you're you're busy working and touring or doing what you do so and you normally come across each other you know before after or on your way to or something you know so to actually work together is a a rare privilege and a a good one you know but you're always on a, a parallel path because you know the stories you tell, the, the, the van life and the hotel lobby and the, you know, mm. whatever bar and whatever vineyard or whatever, you know, the, the, the community of that is, is fantastic because there's a wealth of great stories and honestly, side-splitting stuff, <laughs> you know. Um, and I think there's a great, uh, you know, touring on that level is, is really cool too because it's quite civilised, you know. I love nothing better than a, a little motel You know, this little motel room that Mm. that suits me as long as I can, you know, find the kettle. I'm really happy. (laughs) You know, not really into sort of, you know, posh stuff. But when you, you know, when you're touring with somebody like Don and I were roughly the same age and stuff, Mm. and when you're touring at our age, certain things become, you know, the culture of um, the provinces, the culture of food and the art and that. You know the music and everything just becomes more intensified. Yeah, it's an intense savor experience. Mm-hmm. You know, and to savor the music and savor the, you know, the, the, the company and the, the audiences and stuff it's just it just feeds you so much. Mm-hmm. You know, so you, you you come off a tour and you're all set to, you know, you you're all fueled up to do some songs. You know, mm-hmm. first thing I do is go up north and a little batch up north and make a got a piano there and I go up there to write. Yeah, I can walk along the beach, you know, um, coast tour, kind of shake out, you know, um, turn the day upside down. Songs come to you sometimes. Sleep on the day, on work all night, sleep in the day. <laughs> songs
0: sometimes come to you on the way there? Yeah,
1: they the way, do, yeah. indeed. Yeah, they do indeed. In fact, I did a lot of songs on this record where, I on the Harmony House record where I'd play a little beat And so I just have the beat on repeat Mm. and I drive all the way up there so that an hour and a quarter later the same beat's still going or I'll have a couple of different Mm, beats mm. so that by the end of that I've got, you know, another verse and a half or two, a couple of verses, you know, or some some new lines, new poetry or something, you know, Mm. that may become a song, that kind of thing, you know. I love driving and working, you know. It's really good (laughs) for music. It's just brilliant. And a great way to listen to your music as you... um, putting it all together too I live with stuff and then you know mull it over and play it over and over again you well, you're know sort of experiencing, how to make it better
0: you're sort of experiencing it too uh, how a lot of people experience music right that's yeah, music is the soundtrack of, to people's lives yeah, when they're doing things so yeah
1: and you're kind of imagining what could what could how it could be put together you know you can hear it in a fairly raw form but mm. there was that automatic thing with Sam and Luke and I it was automatic and it it is automatic with a songwriter. If you finish a song and you know you've got a good structure, if you can count on that structure, then everything else will come together whatever you mm. know, but you can't do it without a structure that's foolproof you know mm-hmm. it's like a building exactly like architecture if you've got a you know a, a wall, a non-weight bearing you know. Mm you know a non-weight-bearing beam uh, you know in the wrong place the whole house is going to collapse you know mm. and songs are like that i think um that's why i think with this with this record and i've done it with other song uh, songs on various records too i just try to keep it as solidly built as possible and then maybe it'll last longer you know (laughs) Mm, mm. (laughs) there's a kind of there's a kind of uh you have to give over to that you have to trust that 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 will happen. But you have to put the craft in to make sure it happens. So you have to drive yourself crazy with the same, you know, with the songs and going, is this driving me crazy because it's just driving me crazy? Or is this driving me crazy because it's designed to be an earworm? Mm -hmm. You know, I want people to hear it over and over again and want to, you know, pick the needle up and go back to.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So before we started recording, we talked a little bit about this. You're still working on essentially plans to tour the record but like, nothing's yeah finalized but you will be playing yeah and you're not going to play the whole record in its entirety but yeah. you're going to do a generous chunk of it
1: a generous chunk of it and and then um some and other seats and some essential no dd smash other. songs at all <laughs> in this. well you never know you never know you know i i haven't heard that stuff in years so yeah. i don't know you know maybe it is time to do one of those i mm. don't know but i mean the way i look at it this way you know as a songwriter um uh, 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 the dd smash thing uh, you know this wailing guilty and, and a few other songs mm. that were mm. under the the dd smash banner yeah yeah and they all and still, you don't give a shot i split those. the money with all that yeah. so the, the money still goes out you know i mm. split everything four ways so yeah. the money still goes out to the four band members yeah so so Pete still gets paid for all that because yeah. I keep playing the songs yeah yeah so you know um, but I wouldn't I wouldn't get back and you know do a show because you know that, uh, uh, you know I'm not Lemmy <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's cut. Kind of, well I don't mean it that way I mean it's it's, it's a rock thing you know yeah I, it's not who you are like it's not who you thing, are now right like yeah I, I, I think it keeps changing and yeah. you can do things differently you know sometimes I'm Tempted to maybe do a country album. Other times I'm mm. tempted to do, uh, you know, to just sit down and do a, a, a piano album or a guitar album. When it's I last talked, really when I last talked know. to you, and you
0: mentioned this earlier today, but about love of Brian Eno. When I last yeah. talked to you, I remember you said you've got a record somewhere inside you that's like My Life in the Bush of Ghosts. Yeah. And then I thought, yeah, why don't you and Don McGlashan do that together? Cause <laughs> yeah, I bet he's yeah. got. I bet he's got. You yeah. Know, and it wasn't just Brian Eno; it was Brian Eno and David Bowie. Yeah, so yeah, it's true. there's, yeah. a, there's a not yeah. our version of it, but there's a nice pairing. Oh, did wonderful. you and Don talk about working together in a recording centre at some actually? point? Yeah.
1: yeah, at some point, I don't know how that'll manifest itself, but because be you cool. but yeah. I'd, I'd like to do one anyway. I mean, I've got yeah. um, my son and I want to do a record together, and that'll be pretty weird because he's kind of fairly avant-garde mm. turntables sort of like, like maybe like
0: some of Paul McCartney's fireman stuff and that too <laughs> yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah uh, you know get quite experimental on it mm. but uh, yeah I, I do like the idea of doing something where um, you know I was listening to even before Bowie died we were driving back from actually only about a week before he died and we were driving back from key and listened to Low, mm. I hadn't heard it in years and and I thought Oh, you know. Low and Heroes were my favourite records back then. You know that whole, mm. you know, I love those records, you see Heroes and you know the song Heroes. But mm. the, the the sound on Low, and th- those influences, you know. And you know I grew up with. Apart from S- Sergeant Pepper, the next time a record hit me that hard was. Brian Eno's Here Come the Warm Jets, Mm. and I've swallowed everything he's done since. Mm. I'll quite often put on um, Another Green World and just crank it right up, Mm. it's just stunning. And um, my kids are into Brian Eno, and uh, you know, and then, you know, there's television's Marky Moon, everything Talking Heads ever did. you know anything that that Eno's ever touched, really, but um, mainly his stuff. I really do. Mm, mm. My life in the bush of goats is, is, uh, you know, that's never, not on, a, on the playlist. Yeah, yeah. It's just a, yeah. that really record really affected me, and I love the the process that they used to put it together because this is before sampling. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pieces of tape. Yeah. You know, that's flying tape onto tape. And uh you know, really good hands on studio craft, you know. So, I think it's time I did a record like that too at some point. You know. and you've got the facility for I've got it a facility right now, now it's so great. Yeah, and yeah. I have spent the last few years actually learning how to use it all, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool. I've taught myself to be an engineer and a, um, do some production and stuff, but um, I guess you know, it's funny when you get to be it's a quite a Tenuous age fifty nine because you're going okay. Well, you know, the way the cards are falling, I've only got another ten years because they're all dropping like flies at sixty nine. So yeah, but uh, no, I don't think so. My my folks are living forever. My mum's still going. She's yeah. maybe ninety. So uh, I want to make sure that everything I do from here on in kind of counts. You've, you know, your deep reg- studio stuff. You
0: your know. regime seems pretty good. You've you've um, cast away. The, most of the sort of bad stuff you were doing at one oh, point yeah, earlier on I and drink, all of that you know yeah, like
1: I, I drink a bit of beer every now and again and you know maybe smoke a bit uh, I smoke too many cigarettes which is a pain in the eye I wish I could get rid of that that's a bane of contention but yeah those things those things are still there and they can lurk but mm. they don't overcome me and overcome you know the path you know mm, that mm. you know and I I I I certainly don't get distracted by them now. And on the road, you know, it might be, you know, a couple of years after the gig and then off to bed, really, watch mm, the mm, telly, mm, or just mm. sit down with a guitar and, and do it. So, yeah, I've got that discipline together. Yeah. I know what to avoid. Did the, when it, <laughs> and it's pretty handy, you know.
0: When you were, um, when you were more indulgent, shall we say, yeah. did that come from, was it the brutal combination of being in the game young and on the road?
1: So yeah, there was boredom, yeah. and
0: and also you're maybe trying to impress people, trying to impress yourself. Yeah,
1: there is that. Yeah, and a kind of a kind of uh, uh, a duality. Uh, yeah, that sort of search for identity, I suppose, and 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 validity um, that goes way back. You mm. know, it goes way back. And the, you know, I was sort of depressed and anxious most of the time. And, you know, as you you get when you. You know, addicted to speed and 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 uh, dropping acid every day. You don't and, and realize. You don't realize how much. Um,
0: that's feeding the anxiety. You much, think that's how, your escape, right? Yeah, or well how your
1: brain has, has yeah been, been rewired. Altered. So yeah. it's a case of rewiring your brain. And mm. I think I rewired it pretty well. Uh, I just consume myself with um, news and music, you know, yeah. and politics and you know all that kind of stuff. And just living, living a provincial life, but then yeah, outward looking and, and ongoing. It's much, you know, I'm a completely different man, you know, as yeah. I would hope anyone would be if they're looking back at yeah, yeah. when they were young, you know. Yeah, I think, yeah, there's, a, there's so much, plus there's a lot of torture involved in it, you know, and uh, I, I was sort of tortured and I was in a constant state of fight or flight, and mm. most of the time it was flight, because mm. I, I never knew how to fight um but I knew uh, I did know how to play and uh, but that that was all everything else just turned into this sort of unmanageable nightmare you mm. know and mostly yeah business stuff and music stuff you know because wanting to stick around and have a career is one thing but being able to put it in place and and manage it is is completely another you know? see so y- um but th- thankfully now I'm in a situation where it, I you know I can, a lot, the right time to actually mm. just be creative and and come up with the songs or mm. rehearse properly and mm. all that sort mm. of stuff. You know, be a professional guy. Mm. um But it's been difficult in the past because I, you know, I'd be kind of, you know, mentally pretty ill, and and down and um not much use to anybody really, so least, least of all myself. So that's, a- and that's and why it drives me to be useful now. Mm. And being useful. And there's always a good use for songs. Songs mm. have to be useful, so mm. that's my craft, and that's my passion now is making useful songs. You know.
0: So indulge me a little bit here. I'm trying to I'm trying to sort of work out how to ask this without sounding like um, a, a clod, but yeah. but we, we've sort of been talking it around it. But the the sort of have you come to understand what you think the sort of seeds, if you like, of anxiety and depression and mental illness for you are or or, or the triggers or
1: well i grew up a catholic an irish catholic uh and that's that's a bit of a curveball right for a start um i think uh yeah just that i just think getting that you know that sense that you didn't belong or, or that you're disenfranchised or anything and you're just taking that and you know tr- Getting away from everything you knew, but then still living in the same town—it's <laughs> you know, like being stuck in Under Milk Wood or something, you know. <laughs> um, there's an element of that, but then there's an element of just trying to prove yourself too. So you spend a lot of time as a young person, sort of trying to make people believe that you're actually really talented or really mm-hmm. good at what you do. So you you, you overact, you overperform, you oversing, you overwrite—all uh, of those things. You know, mm. um, but then you, you 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 know, I think it's struggling with a bipolar thing as well. You know, ha- having um, this incredible mania and excitement about what what it is you're working on, but then falling into a, a hole and just thinking that everything you've done, shit. You know, so well, it's that worthlessness, that sort of comes up out of the ground and then pulls you down. And I wanted so to I wanted to come back to that, right, that when you said that's part of that's part of that's part of it. You can't have a gift of songwriting or a, a talent of of the kind that I've been blessed with mm. and not um, have a thorn, you know, to go along with it. Yeah, and to recognise what that is. And any artist who's actually confronted himself or herself and explored, yeah, explored that, those two dark. It's very prevalent with musicians, isn't it? I mean, all all forms of artists, but just thinking of musicians, it's very... I have the most, you know, I have nothing but affection and and sympathy for anybody who makes a choice, going, okay, I'm going to do this, everything else is out the window, I'm not going to wait tables, I'm just going to make music, Mm, you know. mm. I have huge admiration for them, Mm. but there's, for some of us, there's that side to have to wrestle with, that you're not in the room... You know, you're you not fully present, uh, you know, you can tell with people, you can just tell, you know, and I, I, I look back and I can tell with myself, you know, you did things out of panic or trying to please somebody else and spending all your time pleasing other people and stuff, and then you're actually losing your heart and soul or your identity, or, or you or you just trying to please everybody, but you still feel worthless, you know, mm-hmm. and that's a big side of depression and, and bipolarism and stuff, but it you know it's a still it's a, it's a bit of a those kind of labels they really piss me off too mm. because it's yeah you know, i got diagnosed i think a few years ago as bipolar and it really or manic depressive they call it bipolar disorder now it sounds more kind of german <laughs> and precise mm. manic depression sounds like oh the maniac in the room mm. um, but it uh, yeah, and that as soon as I recognised that 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 was the problem, and I went back and you know did some counselling and stuff, and figured out a lot of the seeds of it. Then it it, it made me more creative and to understand what you like where, where the creative tap into come it from. and go yeah tap into it yeah, yeah you do this And is you go okay well I have to somehow express all this and then in the end you 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 can do something really. Sort of deliciously sad, <laughs> yeah. but somebody will will adopt it as their favourite song because it expresses something kind of wordless or nameless that that they feel themselves. So stepping out of yourself and going, okay, well this is this is the task I have. This is this is my um, redemption. Is mm. is um, my salvation? Is 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 working? You know, with my own, with my own cross to bear, and Mm. but turning into something beautiful, you know, know, hopefully, and then I think that's a great thing to have artistically. It's like, ta-da! It it was a kind of eureka moment for me, and then, so that sort of led me on the path to getting better, and then getting, you know, and having having a bit of help, and then helping myself, and you know, adopting a different routine, and Mm. just trying to get better as a person and a player and a, a writer, and then. Yeah, things just seem to keep opening up for me now you know so but it feels uh, like there's some momentum
0: that's important i think whereas to the other hear. Side it would
1: be between records would be just nothing mm, mm, you know mm. whereas now it feels like there's actually some, some some momentum here it was probably always there but i i didn't know how to how to uh consolidate it you know um in my in my mind and my heart and my behavior as to how to consolidate it into a a, a consistent you know consistent records consistent shows you know, consistency of dealing with people and understanding an audience and stuff like that. Those are all things that I've, things that have only just kind of grown into after the last few years. You know, see, it, some it, people get a head start because they're smarter than me. Mm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just I'm just listening. Going, it's important. It feels important to me to hear you say this, as it does with anyone, to share yep. those sorts of stories, right? Because, as you said, the labels are. Um, frustrating and yeah, um, they really alienating. Yeah, they, they don't explain they don't, it. They
1: don't explain the 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 individual
0: story. Yeah, that that every story it just is different. This kind of label, A blanket like. and it's not Well, because I, I wanted just to
1: just try to, you know, name sort of go somewhere near a condition or somewhere near the the kind of um, Yeah the things you had to wrestle
0: Ballpark with. stuff, yeah, isn't ballpark it? stuff.
1: Yeah. So you can't just grab a that sort of pisses me off about English these days. There's so much that's been kind of there's so much of the language that's, that's being kind of beaten up and, mm. and um, sliceified yep. into, into these slots and labels and things. So well, I wanted to come back to when you... F- my mother's got Alzheimer's, and I don't think she has at all. I think she's just, you know, suffering from old age.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to come back uh, um, to when you first said talking about uh, not just anxiety, but sort of crisis of confidence and worrying about yeah. competence I mean I, I, what I think's interesting about hearing you talk about this we've we've never talked about this before the couple of times I've mm. talked to you, but um I'm not sure how how often you sh- shared these sorts of stories, but not uh, often actually people no. would people would think mm. um. He's successful.
1: Yeah,
0: he must be okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, there, there are a dozen odd records. So even if there's been a bit of a break between, yeah, the take a look at my one,
1: lovely sports car. Yeah, that, he's
0: that, that Toyota have <laughs> lent me. Yeah, he's he's um he's obviously doing okay. He can't have any any problems. And and that's such a naive response, but it is one that people have because they define yeah. something by an idea of success. It's an and an idea. Don't, yeah, they don't and think they about go, all of go with that, an image. Yeah. You know. But I I think so that was then, the hardest
1: thing for me to grapple with uh, in the old days was I didn't know what the image, what an image was. You know, but what does that mean? You, you mm. know, you've just got me and blah blah blah. And then people would have various ways of explaining it, or, or telling me straight that I didn't didn't have an image or something. You know, it was it was really difficult for me to get my head around. I think I understand it more now,
0: but. Um, I feel like you understood it as soon as you wrote I Can't Change My Name.
1: Yeah, well, funny you should mention that because there was a guy that came out, David Field, I think his name was, used to work for Capital, and he was involved with Crowdhouse House Records and stuff. So I think he's an American guy. Mm. He came out one year when I was going through some stuff with Sony, and uh, it was a Friday night beer with him and I think Michael Gladding and somebody else from Sony. I sat there and then this guy just gave me a huge dressing down, (laughs) saying you haven't got anything, you don't have a story, you you know. All of this, and it was just like, I walked out of there sort of I'm feeling completely gutted. And then when I was playing with Neil, when we were touring acoustically around Mm. the US and we had, uh, I think it might have been the night that, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was um ron sexsmith was our guest and i opened for for neil and he comes to play the piano on my last tune and stuff and that, uh, but i got to play i can't change my name and then this guy David Field turns up he he was at the gig so i finished playing and he came up to me afterwards he said that's the perfect swan song <laughs> <laughs> You know, like let, it's me guess, for you. let me you guess. Let me guess. You
0: haven't heard from him since. <laughs>
1: no, I, fortunately, I he, you know. I really hope he's. You know, um, I don't know. I hope <laughs> found he's Found what he's well. looking for. <laughs> yeah, I hope the Lord is blessing him in some way. You know, <laughs> maybe, maybe he's um, feeding the poor or something. <laughs> Changed his mind. I, you know, I pray that he, he, he does. But you know, there are a few people that I could build up grudges for and stuff. But I knew I, I learnt that all that, all that sort of stuff all those resentments were kind of holding me back, so I let them go, and, and and I think being an independent maker of records is the most liberating thing I've done ever really, um, I, and I don't really know what the fruit of that will be, but mm. I, I think it's going to be really great. Yeah, it's a good way to start.
0: We, <laughs> uh, uh, do you think part of the aim might be to I mean, you've you've produced records for other people before, yeah. yeah so I, is that I, I, something that you want to get back into doing? Because I do, but I have
1: to. I, it has to be with somebody I really, really believe in. You know, um, I you know, um, I'd love to do something with you know, obviously, guys like Marlon. Um, mm. I'd love to do something with Marlon. Love to do something with um, oh, I heard Delaney, you mm. know, uh, and uh, I think Adam McGrath. Mm. Love to do something with him. Love to do something with uh yeah, there's quite a few really, you know, the more mm. I think about it. Mm. But it would have to be I don't know on what level and in and, and, and in what way, you know, not necessarily an album. I think I lo- I like the idea of putting a, a great you know, an old fashioned idea of putting a a great killer band together. Mm. A la Motown or, or um the Wrecking Crew and You know, getting together with publishers and
0: who's in that band for you? Who's in that band for you? (laughs) I
1: can't tell you, but you know, putting it
0: needs to be secret until it's established, right? Yeah, I think so. And then,
1: Mm. um, and just do it that way. You know, not quite the Barry Gordy way, but just Mm. have really good quality songs Mm. and the right artists doing them. You know, proper A Mm. and R that should all shift to publishers now because the record companies aren't there; they they don't have Mm. A and R departments. The Mm. A and R should be teams of producers who can you know get bankrolled in some way to be able to do it you mm. know not necessarily bankrolled, but you know yeah yeah make it make it so that you're making a, you know, a great record that's a compilation and a document of what's going on mm. in new zealand you know with the best the best performers and writers and the best quality songs and then make a, a record that's cohesive like that with mm. with the unifying thing of a band you know that's one project i'd love to do but I've got a label now, too. So, mm, mm. And that's uh, that's quite funny. I don't really know what it is, but it's a label. <laughs> We've only had one release, and that's Dude Stuff. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: so. Tell me a, b- a bit about... Um, can we walk, walk through a few of the things in the 90s outside of the records? Because yeah. um, that seems to me to be a pretty interesting period for you. And yeah. the end of the 80s, you established yourself as a solo artist for the yeah. first time. Yeah. You cast off dd smash yeah. you score a, a a big film
1: yeah
0: a, a quite a big deal film for new zealand at the time
1: yeah it was yeah the yeah, trailer I played
0: like, the 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 trailer play the song you lot. know yeah I your song lot. was basically the trailer that played in the movie theaters yeah and so that launched the song and the yeah, film that, yeah it did and in
1: australia and new zealand and and the movie it preceded was uh Lots of guys, crocodile Dundee. Yeah, that's which right. Which was huge. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So people, it was an old-fashioned response. People phoned up radio stations and hounded them for six mm. months to play mm. the, those songs. You know, the ballad and and so yeah, and yeah. So that's how it became. And a, there's some interesting stuff
0: on that record outside. You know, there is the the soundtracky oh, yeah, things. Goofy. The yeah.
1: But I that did that it f- all on an emulator too. You know, I I bought a bunch of studio gear which I've basically built on over the years. But I was working on an eight-track tape machine. And I had a thing called an Emulator 2 or 3 or whatever, and a little screen about yay big. I'd be staring at that little screen, putting floppy disks in this thing, bringing out orchestra libraries and yeah. world music hits and all kinds of stuff, mm. um, and and piecing that together. And I was very meticulous and obsessive about it, as you had to be. Cause, but all the way through the movie, the I only got you only ever got bits of action because it was mm. you know, an animated film and it was film. It yeah. wasn't
0: theaters. Yeah, yeah. you know. But when you said it's a bit goofy,
1: it I was a lot, my, of pra- lot of craft.
0: My 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 reaction to that is that well it was allowed to be goofy because yeah, it was an as a cartoon <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. of a comic strip yeah. that we all grew up with one way yeah, or another. Yeah. You know, like I was I was young when that film came out and I loved reading Foot yeah. Flats. I collected
1: the so books Oh yeah, we did too, yeah.
0: And you know, we we. In my age, we learnt about that from our parents who, you know, or whatever, yeah. like, and kids at school shared them around. It was yeah. a big deal. and uh, But it was a goofy, it fun. Was good,
1: it was good to, to be aligned, you know, to be culturally aligned with that at the time. It was perfect timing, actually, and it was a bit of a rescue after mm. the tumultuous early 80s. Um,
0: the thing that strikes me, though, about that Foot Drop Flat soundtrack yeah. as a, as a, as a re entry
1: yeah.
0: is that it's sort of. You're a pop star, you've got a pop single, yeah. uh, a couple, yeah. and you, you've got product that's tied to a film, but yeah, you're also a soundtrack composer, so it's quite yeah. a strange way to yeah. end up disassociating yourself from bands, yeah, and, or it establishing, was. you know, in the scheme of things, it's quite a weird way, at it that was. time, particularly.
1: Yeah, it was, and a and weird thing came up at the same time, we got all this money from, a. I think I did an ad for Nissan Cars, and a Nissan car and I had to sing somebody else's song mm. and they still paid me a truckload of money so my wife and I went around the world for mm. about three or four months and so I remember being in Paris when the Aussie people called up saying the record's gone number one you know mm. the sights of heaven it was it was very bizarre there I was on the other side of the world having a, a baguette and a glass of wine at, you know listening to somebody from New Zealand saying oh you know you've got to get back here and do some stuff you know Mm. Mm. I didn't know how to do it then I think if I had any regrets it would be if I'd have had some kind of live profile or built one in Australia but the the torture of touring Australia with DD Smash was enough to put me off that idea (laughs) yeah you know in hindsight I probably should have but you know things have their time and I don't think I'd have a thirty-two-year marriage. Now, mm. if I'd have made a, any other kind of decision in that regard, I wasn't prepared to sacrifice, you know, that for mm, mm. For, for jumping around the planet, you know, you know, for that song. Yeah, you know? yeah, um, yeah, yeah. in that context. You know, I remember going to Cannes Film Festival and doing an interview there with some somebody from Sweden or God knows where, and I felt like a total fish out of water.
0: <laughs> um, so I'm probably putting my opinion first and foremost on this and and as i tend to do but i'm um i'm as i'm saying it i'm deciding that this is a feeling i have from other people that the the record in your collection in your canon that arguably seems a little bit forgotten and underappreciated as the loyal record at this right. there's, there's a handful oh, the of songs one. yeah,
1: yeah. But there's a
0: handful of songs on there that mean the most to a lot of people but there's a couple of ones I, there's I, also some, some songs on remember. there that you don't play and that yeah. people don't know and the record's not talked about do you have
1: yeah a I
0: fondness for that record or a frustration around I it i had or a both? fondness
1: for, for i had a fondness at the time for making it it was mm. fun putting it together but it was it was odd um I think I hadn't found the right combination of songs, you know. In hindsight, I could say mm, that. Mm,
0: mm.
1: So yeah, I, I was pretty unformed back then. So I, I don't really have a fondness. I do, of course, for loyal because it always works. Yeah. And it was well worth going through that to get that happening.
0: And it's gone on to mean all sorts of things for other people, right? Yeah, it you has, don't you don't yeah. even control,
1: and but you hear about. And yeah, and there was a. I think there was a. I think I discovered around then, or just before doing you know, getting into uh, Living for the Nun, which is a complete departure, you Mm. know, um, that, you know, there'll be something in in the anecdote book, uh, a whole chapter Mm. involved in that transition, Mm. you know, Mm. because it was out of pure um, anger and frustration. Well, we've talked a little
0: bit about that before. I think I bug (laughs) bug you and ask you to talk about that any time I've spoken to you because... It's a favourite record of mine, and it does sort of stick out as a, no, really a, a kind of glorious sure sore thumb in your yeah.
1: That one, it, and it fits perfectly with Twist.
0: Yeah, it's a nice setup. There, there are one two.
1: Yeah, and even even the Islander, you know, left the gods and Twist kind of work well together mm-hmm. as well, you know, in a mm. way. Mm. But I was really proud of Lament for the Numb. Um, you got this killer rhythm I got, section. I got to play with the killer band, and yeah. you know. I don't know how we convinced the record company to pay pay for it, but we so, did. And then, did I, you
0: choose them? Did you go? On I one. want Elvis Costello's rhythm section, or did how did that was? Well, um, that was an
1: option. Yeah, or? that was uh, Mitchell Froom. Yeah, suggested that. And right. So, because he'd seen, he'd worked a lot with Pete Thomas, the drummer, mm, mm. and then he knew that Bruce at the time was going for a green card because he was going to get involved in doing the Bruce Lee thing because he's mm. a kung fu expert. Right. Bruce's party trick was kicking down a hotel and doors. And the guy's not built very... He doesn't look like a big bloke, but mm. boy, he can knock doors around, mm. you know, incredible. Yeah. But um, that was an amazing period because we I was over there for cup maybe two or three months in L.A., right behind Chinese, Manny's Chinese Theatre mm. mm. at the Orca Departments, which I keep seeing on TV series mm. Mm. where there's shootouts and, you know... <laughs> Uh, I think it's even in Pulp Fiction I don't know you know it's right opposite the, uh, the original Holiday Inn yeah, yeah. I love that place we had earthquakes everything and Rodney King riots had just finished so it was a weird time to be in LA but yeah that was a real turning point for me that record because I wanted to go it, it sort of set me up for twist and I I knew I needed to get back to New Zealand it didn't quite you know and everything had turned to shit the label had been dropped by Warners in Australia and they thought the record was unreleasable. That's they, they right, didn't hear a single that, track yeah. on it. That they and did they you turn around and say, and
0: I've written a couple of the best Randy Newman songs ever? <laughs> <in my life.">
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I could have, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he sort of looms large, always yeah, well, uh, I, on was, the piano. It, I'm always it was only the other Randy
0: day and, that I listened to Guilty and went, Yeah, this comes from Randy Newman. It does. I should have always known that, yeah, but yeah. It does. No, it yeah, does, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, it does. I, yeah. I, I, he, Between him and Leon Russell and a couple of other piano players, yeah. you know, um, I'm learning a lot about the piano, you know. Solonius Monk's opened a whole other door up for me, but, you know, uh, Randy Newman, there's something naive about his playing, but it's mm. extremely clever in the changes and he made me discover all these in-betweeny chords and mm. stuff that are, you can weave through very, very simple songs because of that background with his uncle
0: mm,
1: mm, mm. Uh, Alfred Newman and, and all that. So, and I also studied when I was doing, at one point during that Foot Rot thing, I, I went along to Film Australia and did a thing and studied um, uh, Bernie Herman's oh, soundtrack yeah, yeah. for Vertigo. Mm. Um, and that taught me a lot. You only need four notes, mm. you know, that's mm. how you orchestrate them. So yeah, I yeah. did that. I didn't quite finish the whole thing because I can't read music. Um, but I listened, you yeah. know, yeah. And, uh, and studied the, the soundtracks and stuff. Cause I, I did the homework on that. So I thought I might end up doing something like that. But then I, I realized how frustrating the whole process is, you know, working in TV soundtracks or film soundtracks. It's a horrible, thankless job. You know, mm. I, I couldn't cope. You know, and the I, works the, you, you,
0: you labor over it and the work is instantly not yours, right? Like it's
1: well, yeah, and it's uh, there's somebody over your shoulder trying yeah. to change everything all the time. Yeah, you know, someone's I, telling
0: you what your vision I, has I to be. I can only
1: do that with you know, guys like Sam and Luke. You know, they have permission to do that, but yeah. nobody, you know, not a client or, mm, or something mm. commercial or something, I just can't cope with that. I'm mm. not on the planet to do that. Yeah, know? yeah, I was gonna say Although certain, I could probably make a bloody killing, you yeah. know, but although I think the. the the killing and advertising has gone out, a lot yeah. of it's gone out of there. There's no budgets around for anything. And yeah, yeah. People do everything on their laptops these days. So I'm back to square one in terms of sonic um, fidelity mm. and messing with sound, which is a great place to be. But I think making that record, for I me mean, it's a num record was really cool because it ushered in a certain modicum of, um, I, I sort of could see... A window open to the power of my writing, and it really felt like it was doing something there. You know, um, there was some there was some good things to write about. Well, and 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 being able to trust uh, the way they clashed together or came together. You know, mm. I, I got a lot of confidence from working with Pete Thomas and Bruce Thomas and, and uh, you know uh, Mitchell and, and Chad Blake and then mm. Chad Blake. Turned up on the Twist record yeah, as it's well. It was a bit of a dream. So was a it was flow, a, bit of a dream team. Yeah, yeah. There was a flow going through there, and yeah, you know, because that was spent the, most of my time lapping it up and loving the process. But I still had this other thing going on. You know, I mean, Twist was basically single malt Scotch all yeah, the way. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that was that <laughs> was, was pretty a, nuts.
0: That was the golden period for Mitchell Froom too. He was on yeah. a hot streak. Yeah, right? really hot. He d- and just doing really Kinko, diverse. Which yeah, Which is the yeah.
1: record, which is still yeah. it, I, as far as I can hear, it's. It's it's as powerful a record as Pet Sound Yeah, I love for that American I'm, culture. Yeah, it just happens to be Hispanic. Yeah, oh, shit, it's good. Yeah, I'm what great. a great record. Mm. Uh, that's right. And what a great there.
0: band. But that is uh, like a stunning the peak for them. Yeah, they
1: made it with an eight-track cassette tape, which yeah. they transferred to to yeah. two-inch tape. Yeah, eight-track cassette tape in the kitchen, uh, you know in. In East LA, but I'm thinking r- <laughs> right
0: around that time, Mitchell Froom made a lot of very really good, good stuff. very uh, but very diverse. Baker, obviously, Bone Suzanne Vega, um, just
1: finished Bone, with yeah. Me, so and but then even the lights. cause you
0: know, like yeah. which I was never a fan of, no. but he, he for what they were doing, he yeah. made that sound good. So yeah, he was he did, yeah. doing a Pretty lot of really kind yeah of stuff, yeah, you know. but quite eccentric and and yeah. Or diverse. Yeah, yeah. yeah, So he
1: was on a hot streak. He's amazing. Yeah, I'd love to meet him again. I think he lives in Santa Monica now, which is probably where I'd like to stay when when i go to la i like staying here because i'm close to the sea yeah if you're in new zealand and you're somewhere that's landlocked it's a bloody nightmare mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Look, I, I, do not feel
0: right I, I spoke to him when i was doing the book because yeah. i just i cold called him on facebook oh, i d- great. thought this is probably mitchell froom i don't that's think any, i don't think anyone's going to pretend to be mitchell oh, froom i thought he
1: was a luddite that way and uh, he's it changes five
0: minutes later he sent me his phone number and said this sounds Brilliant. interesting let's talk and excellent. so we talked about all those records we've just mentioned yeah, yeah. as well as you know i was talking to him about um crowded house obviously yeah, yeah. but but he talked about <sighs> all those records mm. and and then we talked about sort of everything he'd done before and after you know yeah, like he was, he was he's been doing um writing string arrangements for randy newman for, yeah. the, for the films and stuff yeah. so
1: amazing
0: he's still doing stuff and yeah. then when i said to him oh you know i might write up a separate interview you know might r- mm. write this up one day um as a separate thing he he was like is that okay and he was like go for it i don't think anyone's got any interest in me but if they have you know <laughs> but but he said it in a it really nice like yeah, yeah in a really low key you know yeah. he wasn't being false he, was he wasn't
1: being he was going through a messy separation that's at the right because he'd fallen for um, Suzanne Vega. yeah and his wife was you know it was a bloody nightmare yeah so he was going through a pretty dark period but it was perfect timing for lament for the name because it's yes. It's kind of a dark record, really. Well,
0: Lament ushers in the. I think it sort of ushers in the, the start of the great Dave Dobbin album tracks as well. Like, yeah. Like you know the previous, it's like. Everything's either a single or maybe yeah. trying to be a single. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> is that fair? No, it's totally fair.
1: Is, I, I definitely think there's a definite period from from Lament for the number on. I, yeah. I'm happy with sort of happy with everything from there on but yeah. anything before that I'm just like you know go away yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Old, old photo albums yeah know, yeah that, it that is really they and exist and, you know, and the that cherry pick
1: right and that is the that is the the thing that you have to live with to you know there's no going away there's no escaping the jersey of loyal there's no escaping <laughs> the mullets yeah there's no escaping all those photos and you know and, and some of the bad shit that's happened but yeah. then when I think what other people have had to sort of bounce back from, I'm pretty blessed really, you know, I, I could travel around New Zealand and not really get harassed or anything. Yeah, yeah, I haven't yeah. made too many enemies or anything. Yeah. Although yeah. I think these days I could probably make a few, only in terms of uh, politics. Um, well, that's interesting. I wanted to I wanted to talk to you about that because I thought,
0: you know, one of the things that's always comes up um is that you've written a bunch of alternative new zealand national anthems or you've written these anthems and and you've turned up and played them at events and if you haven't people have piped them through the speakers and your have your songs been appropriated for interests and concerns you don't agree with and sometimes and Um, where do you sit with where things are at currently and how some of your songs might still be used as like a
1: to support something that you are not well i think we're pretty careful about that yeah um, um and you've got to be really um if somebody comes up with some idea to, and it's usually people wanting to do they want you to give it away you know yeah. do it for free or whatever like that or it's a charity thing here or this or that there. and a lot of the times but sometimes there can be you know i pity anyone who has to you know gets a, a political party suddenly grabs their song. Mm-hmm. Or something. That would be the worst thing in the world. You know I would shoot that down big time. You know because <laughs> <laughs> it, it doesn't uh, that doesn't ring true for me. But it, it's it's a weird one because you do get involved. You because your songs are so embroiled in people's lives anyway. Then it's only then that it, that's the only reason a song like Welcome Home could do what it did, um, because that's always going to be. On the front, you know, mm. on the front page of everybody's concerns, because the community, uh, you know, the change in New Zealand and and the embracing of the community and you know making good sense of of um, a situation with immigrants and and community and ongoing, how how's it going to look? How's it going to be? And you can't really you have to have songs and you have to have stuff to to encapsulate that mm. and sooner or later it's going to be used in whatever way anybody likes really but i'd definitely keep an eye on it yeah, you, you know, know you know there wanna... was that was a definite move for us to have ahmed zoe perform at the music awards mm. and mm. you know why where does it say that even if there's any suspicion about a guy like that, even if there's any suspicion about anyone, where does it t- stay, say that you um, uh, you don't welcome them and mm. treat them cordially and give them a cup of tea and you know actually yeah. be a be a nice human being? Where does it say you have to be a rat bag? Uh, You know so that sort of. We can't let that kind of reactionary politics sort of um, ha- have any foothold. And so it's that. going to be very. What you're
0: saying is. It's going to be very awkward when Welcome Home is piped out when John Key gets his fourth term. Oh yeah, no,
1: I'd take the shotgun at that yeah. point. Yeah. All loyal. All yeah. <laughs> <Or laughs> slice of heaven. So I saw him in the, the Corry Lounge the other day, and I, before I saw him, and it's a rare thing now, you know, in New Zealand now. It's like mm. the guys. Standing around them, they all had the curling oh, yeah. light thing, and they all looked like they were in a movie. They Men had, in black stuff, yeah, they yeah, had yeah. Sunglasses on, they looked like the Matrix guys. You yeah, know? they looked so conspicuously, obviously. Yeah, you know, <laughs> security cops. Yeah, you know, and there was, the, uh, there was the, the prime <laughs> minister. I'm going. I can see where this is going. <laughs> it's a gated community, you know. It, it, it's the you know the mob that would have us all live in a gated community. Yes. You know? Um, I think where there's some very dangerous things going on at the moment. You know, the buying of that beach is a is a dangerous precedent mm. for foreshore issues. Uh, mm. a, I keep my eye on all that stuff. Um, it's hard not to, right? I'm always following, you know, Russell Brown and and, and the left, yeah, and, and the you know, and the press and all that. I I really read a lot and I consume a lot that way. It's hard it not feeds, to follow that feeds stuff. The songs actually, Yeah, you know. But also, it's passionate about isn't it. it
0: great to see people, um, you know, using, you know, I guess, platforms yeah. to to express, you know, actually to, to not a, only ex- to have an opinion yeah. but also to build a bit of a community
1: around that. Yeah, I reckon. You know, like yeah, and people who actually Certainly, think Russell's done that. You know. Yeah, and what does it take to wage peace? You know, what does it take to uh, be a citizen? It was nice to go somewhere
0: and feel sane too, I suppose, because our reaction is that a lot of stuff is insane, a lot of stuff we're hearing and seeing, and Trump just got Nevada.
1: Yeah. yeah, you know, and the uh, KKK
0: turned out. Yeah, really. And yeah, and twenty percent of Trump voters. Um, yeah. I, I read the other day. I mean, a lot of the stuff's meme kind of stuff. but Twenty yeah. percent of Trump voters um, were disappointed that Lincoln freed slaves. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, and, that'd be right. Yeah. So that story <laughs> it's is just, still there. That story is just madness on top of madness, isn't yeah, it?
1: Yeah, no. The Confederate flag is is mm. is but a whisker away. You know, yeah. At all times so the next tour of america will have to be carefully plotted yeah it's an odd one eh? it is it's an odd one i've had this ongoing thing with an american passport at one point my new zealand passport i didn't hand back the green piece of paper mm. at one point so the next time i came back in they thought i was uh, illegal trying to get back in and mm. it happened to be when i was touring with neil mm. and we w- were playing with ron Sexsmith in um toronto And had to get back to Chicago Mm. to to, to play with um, Eddie Vedder the next night and stuff and I got stuck in Toronto airport no man's land with Americans saying you know you can't come back in so I'd been a bug in the system for years and it still plagues me now I go and if I use my New Zealand passport there's a thing that goes up with the state department (laughs) alarm of some sort (laughs) you know so then I'll just pull out my Irish passport. and yeah. everything's okay. <laughs> um, you mentioned
0: Neil, and I wanted to go back to Twist because we only yeah. just talked about Twist a little bit, and obviously it's an important record for you. But one thing that it, it, it's just really just occurred to me is working with Neil, and I want you to talk a bit more about that. But working with Neil on that record is is kind of the start of you um, collaborating with another, you know, one of yeah. your peers yeah. essentially, and 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 seeking out. A yeah. person that has their own career yeah. to co-author, co-produce, co-shape. Yeah, yeah. How to, and how so to, then you've had Warren. You make know, work. now Sam and Luke. Yeah, and and those sorts of things have happened since then. Yeah. And obviously the tour with Don. Yeah. Um, but that's sort of the start of that in a way,
1: right? Yeah. With Neil. Yeah, it it did. Yeah, for sure. He taught me a lot, and I think he opened up a lot to in that. Well, you know, he had to produce things, so he wore that role really well first cab off the rank was language so it yeah. worked really well and he was on a bit of a roll at the time he I think there was a break before language and doing the rest of the record and he come flew back from Tipperary he'd just been 30 hours on a plane and there was a lot going on. He'd just been in Norway. She had a stage with Lou Reed and Van Morrison. He was skiting about it. Yeah, okay. you know, as would I, as would yeah, anyone. As would anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was on a bit of a roll. Um, well, you couldn't you couldn't
0: come across as anything but the nicest guy on that stage. Yeah, totally. exactly, exactly. <laughs> a, yeah. a rose between two thorns, <laughs> right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. Well, that it, evidently they got on really well. Yeah. Um, she had some wine and stuff, but. Um, we, yeah, we had a wonderful time making that record and it was great because I really feed off en- the energy of making a record and if somebody's got more than enough energy, as Neil always does, um, but he's also got that sort of control thing going on and I always like to have that somewhere and it kind of makes a lot of sense for it not to be me at that point, especially if I've. Um, come up with the goods song-wise you know we've got enough material to deal with then i could of there's this kind of letting go thing Mm that i can do and i could think i i just end up being more useful that way you know i'm looking forward to making a record where i'm just deciding everything myself you know and doing it here and going oh let's see if i can do your brian eno record let's see if i know that i can i can make it sound this way and not be you know be my own critic and 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 and, you know actually uh, Go beyond, uh, you know, criticising myself to, yeah, yeah. to stalling it. You know, that was a, a, that was the thing I think. That was that lack of uh, lack of confidence. That was and an that, interesting It was, was kind of a phantom thing, you mm. know. It, it, it was that, that lack of confidence was sort of like a, 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 in some ways, a bit of an excuse. But yeah, having the luxury of working with people like Neil and, and well, that and was that, his that kind that of really homecoming changed. too, wasn't it? It that was. It was a great time, time to be back. Yeah, and it, that was kind of his first. And he moved back Project. about a year before me, and then I came back in '93, end of '93. Mm. He'd been back just a few months, I think. Mm. So he moved back from Melbourne, and I, we moved back, and there was a there was a real buzz going on around the place. Mm. There was a feeling that people were sort of embracing local stuff. Um, you know, there was a lot going out. The whole club scene in, in Auckland, mm. South Auckland, Sisters Underground, mm. all that kind of. Mm stuff there was stuff going on that was really interesting and um just something happening where you feel you didn't want to miss out on it you know Mm -hmm. it was just a vibe and i think it fed a lot of artists across all forms um because because we've been through the 80s and it was a bloody nightmare you know before that get starting up a business or or doing anything that wasn't regulated the hell out of Mm -hmm. you know being lied to about the economy and ripped off and uh, you know, the country was a bit of a mess. You drive through a place like like Pakatani and it looked like a ghost town. Mm. Now it's thriving. There was no regional wealth Mm. in in the provinces. There was nothing. It it was just a very difficult time and there was obvious division in in the country. So when the nineties came along uh, it ushered in a new, you know, there was new music going on. There was the whole dance thing The DJ thing, but also the the music, there seemed to be some kind of renaissance going on, you know, and we just wanted to be part of it. And
0: arguably, you know, give or take, if, you know, people can be a bit critical but arguably it hasn't really stopped since then particularly for Auckland you know it's maybe the the buzz now was more about property than music or whatever but do you know what I mean it's vibrancy as a city really has just cranked for the last 20 years hasn't it
1: yeah and I'd say the same for for the other cities in different ways I'm really excited about what's happening in Christchurch now um, after what they are going through Mm. Um, new ways of doing things new music um, incredible stuff coming out of Littleton and you know, just amazing. Um, and the same goes for, uh, well, Wellington. It's mm. just, it never ceases to amaze me. It, it's, it's brilliant. It's a great place to work too. I really enjoyed it. Like, mm. uh, you know, we, w- we were working in, on the Slough we were working in Newtown, and I was staying at Sam's dad's place, Tom Scott, mm. who I've worked with back in the foot rot yeah. days. So we got on like a house on fire, and yeah. he let me stay in the flat under his big, beautiful house. Up uh, in the forest, up on the hill, you know. So it was, and there's a there's a there's a wonderful thing about Wellington. You walk around, and there's this kind of funkiness about it that I really really love, and um, a beauty about the the culture of it, you know. Yeah. And it's so much more accessible down there than it is here. You've got to drive everywhere here, and it's it does get a little, unless you're this close to town. But then, you know, you don't really need to go to town, mm. It's so. Uh, Auckland, it's just different, yeah. It's different. I like the centrality of Wellington. It really is. It's a. It feeds the the arts really well. I reckon. Um, yeah, a lot of good thinking going on there. You know, and uh, but yeah, it's exciting. It. I. I when I think about it, uh, people often ask me questions about oh how things have changed and blah, 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 you know, and I just keep pointing out how much more opportunity there is. Mm. You know. Mm there might be less jobs and stuff but there's more opportunity <laughs> you Yeah, know, more opportunity for, for somebody to actually get creative um put it yeah we way.
0: can we can build we can build our own sort of tools to do mm. things or use tools that people have created yeah for us to you know find our little creative space yeah. in the world right yeah. like and, and do it
1: proper yeah and, and you know, yeah and actually. do it
0: on your own um flexible sort of hours yeah. and yeah,
1: I like that and I like the communities that forms too. Yeah. Especially just on a day-to-day street level, you've got people hanging out at a certain cafe, you've got sort of food binding you all together, you've got music that pops up, you know, little gigs. There's something there's something going on, yeah. And most it really people is c- culturally just uh, growing. Mm. And the same thing's happening in the pro- provincial towns too. You know, you, when you travel around New Zealand now, it's just i just glory in it um, the 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 whole you know uh, uh, just the whole kind of village life and the, you know it, it's yeah. really healthy
0: and i guess you you've been fortunate to have um bits of both of this throughout your whole career but people are kind of now um pretty is you know people know that commercial success and acclaim isn't you know Always a viable end goal or that end goal or that important. Like to be happy with something yourself, to find an audience for something, to have yeah. some version of critical acclaim can be more important or or more fulfilling. Yeah, I think And you, so, you've yeah. sort of had bits of both, I guess, the whole bits way of through. Both, but, yeah,
1: but it uh, doesn't But do you know what I mean? Like yeah. uh, it,
0: it, now, even a while ago, I think say 20 years ago, there was a school of musician being brought up to try and have a hit and yeah, build a yeah. career out of that. And now yeah. people mostly
1: yeah, no, um, know like, that what, that's
0: very unlikely or it's just not even go, of interest well, to them
1: actually just what do you want to say Yeah, to say? Good, do you have anything to say do you yeah. have anything to say and is it going to stick around and those are the questions I keep, I've always asked and I, I want to make sure that when you do do something it's not without 100% of your heart and soul in it you know mm. um, otherwise it's just you know you get into that wallpaper territory where people are just following trends and stuff and everything looks like as dated as uh, as some of the stuff i've done you know it just dates you know
0: well how much of a burden on you has you know you talk about owning and owning up to the responsibility of these huge songs but how much of a burden is uh and maybe it's a maybe it's a first world problem type yeah. scenario but how much of a burden is it to sort of have this national treasure like Title bestowed on you. Well, uh,
1: yeah, I get a little scared about that. Cause yeah. it Usually means the next. It's very close to an obit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I kind of, I kind of blush and try to fan mm. it off. You know, I, I, go all shy when people start talking like that. But, and generally try to think of something self-evasive to, to, uh, you know, to get beyond that. Mm. Yeah. But I understand that you know it's really good to be loved and the, the same thing is the goes for an audience it's really good to love an audience mm-hmm. i learned that lesson even back in the dudes days the fact we played 62 schools and a lot of those people are still around and their mm-hmm. families and mm-hmm. their kids and grandkids and stuff and they just keep coming back to the gigs yeah. so you can't underestimate that and a lot of people forget that you've actually got to build an audience you know mm-hmm. they expect to sort of suddenly have a, in america overnight and all mm-hmm. that stuff and it's just a load of crap sometimes i'm driven to do i'm asked to do a talk or something you know and i never do a workshop you know forget that it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. um but i like talking to people who re- think they're songwriters or, or you know like making mm-hmm. records or whatever and then just talk to them about telling my story and what and what i think is a good th- you know approach mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i suffer a lot of people suffer the same thing i do you get too, caught up in the technology to finish writing the song, you know. That's sort of rule one, yeah. Mm. So I love talking about those things, but I don't do it very often, but sometimes I feel like going out and clearing the air a little bit that way, because I'm a bit suspicious of of those all-inclusive things where you've got, you know, not necessarily play it strange or whatever, but necessarily, but if you, you know, there's that school of thought. If you tell your kids they're really good at everything and stuff, then it's just bullshit, you mm, know. Mm. Johnny's got to lose a game you know, somewhere yeah. along the way. You've got to know how, how it feels to fail and yeah, all that. Yeah. You've got to do that. You've got to go through all that. Whereas there's this kind of hermetic seal we around a lot still of edu- education. We today. still have
0: a few too many fair play awards. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, well, you know, yeah. Yeah. yeah for, for being a good person Yeah. Get the trophy you know yeah. you've let 15 goals through you know no.
0: well that's I mean I. you know I, I don't want to get into this yeah. particularly but say like that's one of the things that always gets levelled at me is if I write a review of a person's album or concert and say I didn't like it that yeah. people basically come back and say but they're a nice person Yeah. and it's like well, sure. matter sure it, it, I might even know that yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, but even yeah. if I didn't know that I'm not going to dispute no, it but I, it I really it's doesn't a
1: misundersta- it's a misunderstanding and most of those people react the way they do because they misunderstand the role of a critic yeah a critic has to has, just have to have an opinion and go I think this yeah. I think that yeah and, and if it happens to be I think this is crap and then that's your opinion and that's what critics do and mm. if people take offence to that then that's their problem you know really mm and I'm glad that you have have that attitude, because it, it's what... Otherwise, you can't, as a reader, it's impossible to, you know... If you haven't got somebody there critiquing what's going on, you haven't got a... You can't get your bearings on where mm. the record's coming from, or what an artist's got to say, or... Contextual... Um, contextual thing of where it's fitting. Where, am I going to invest money in this record? who's this person they're interesting I like that song, but well buy the other you know mm. you fill that role great if anybody takes the fence then it's like well that's the difference isn't it that's why mm. they're not in the music business mm. <laughs> mm. yeah yeah um, it's, it's it's it is brutal and it's supposed to be
0: yeah that's right that's that's sort of what I'm getting at is that too is that that you know well, you've got point not everything
1: towards excellence and away from medi- medi- mediocrity if anybody's pointing people away from mediocrity then they got my vote so. yeah yeah oh I don't mean this but about so much of it but I
0: don't mean this about myself but but what you touched on there is is is, is exactly the point is that um mediocrity a isn't good enough and usually no. isn't even good and no. and, and and that and that and that businesses and life mm. and all things in life is, can be very brutal and yeah. often should be as a learning experience and so yeah. to to cotton wool everything no like and couch everything ball, you know? and couch everything with the term yes you, you know like you say something about someone and then and you're talking about their work, and then someone yeah. goes, Hey, hey, be careful, they're a friend of mine. Yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. that doesn't impact no, on your friendship at all. No. And, you know, they might even be, you it. know, that I might even know that they're a great person, yeah, you yeah. know, but it doesn't impact on your friendship at all. Yeah. And, um, but
1: you're creating the work, critiquing the work, yeah. Not the person. Yeah. yeah, 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 it's
0: fascinating. So, what we do know about Harmony House is that it's, um, out in the middle of march
1: yeah 11th of march
0: yep and yep. or early march i guess that still is yeah. and um right around yeah. when people will be able to listen to this and um it and comes vinyl, out on vinyl, vinyl the next month Later,
1: yeah yep. yeah
0: and timed for record store day oh hopefully yeah. yes and yes, you're going to play it Slowboat. that's right and yeah. you've done that before you've I done have. record I store day so I you know.
1: obviously liked oh, it i love it yeah and i love jeremy and the, the company they're really good yeah they uh they're fantastic and, and um, yeah that's a really cool place to play people coming in like that I just felt completely at home there they're very welcoming it's a great way to yeah debut your record. sort
0: of people people that like music <laughs> you yeah, know like yeah, exactly. it's kind of what it yeah. comes down to eh? and, Final heads. but just be careful they're <laughs> friends of mine so careful what you say I'm oh, glad yeah, we'll you I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you uh, no I'm problem. glad you like them so yeah. you're going to go and play um, some, some of the new songs and, and yeah. one or two of the not so new songs I yeah. guess yeah no,
1: we'll, give them, we'll give them heaps yeah yeah uh, and you'll just, that, you'll just wait do that
0: you'll just do that solo though that
1: or yeah when well, you, we'll see how it goes actually it might be it might, might be a surprise be a yeah it might be a surprise might, yeah might three or four pieces i don't know but um i'm looking forward to it because it it's like a baptism of sorts where you you get you get you know you give yourself permission to put some of these songs in your set mm. on a kind of permanent basis, so mm, mm, that's pretty mm, exciting. Mm. It does feel like forward movement, it's
0: yeah. it's it'll almost be like a little bit of a rehearsal for a tour, like yeah. as well. Like, a,
1: I'm getting the cut off, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm
0: hopefully you can spot I'm wrapping it up, yeah, but
1: um, yeah. <laughs> as,
0: as I've, you know, as always, I've enjoyed talking to you. Is there anything else that you want to?
1: Well, I just um.
0: Put across apart from buy my new record <laughs> oh yeah i know yeah.
1: hopefully we would have another chat sometime yeah soon. i like this podcast it's cool. really cool thing. yeah well thank and you for give you. my love to wellington
0: yes and, yeah and we'll uh, see you there soon
1: i'll see you there soon and we'll um flip through some vinyl together there goes your tenderness cast it out like a net see what you get that. there's a lot to forget in tenderness i see you walking on a windswept feet your eyes wide open to the sun i see you running with the one